0: Hey there guys, welcome to another episode of Country Fried Otaku, where Steve and Trey, a couple good old Texas boys, talk about video games and anime. You may be familiar with our usual setup where we talk a little bit about what we've been playing lately, a little bit what we've been watching, a little bit of news, and then we go on to a topic of, you know, general nerdiness that we like to cover in today's episode we're going to be covering pokemon and uh most of the main games and some of the offshoots and just kind of a little bit of the history we have with it um so to get us started trey let's go ahead and talk about what you've been playing lately
1: so i actually have quite a bit of a change up as i've finished a game and i've quit a game so it's been a uh, it's been a pretty interesting mix for me i am still working on pokemon crystal on my totodile run uh, I haven't gotten any further in my gym, so he's uh he's been in the limbo waiting for me to come back and take down Mahogany Town and uh get that red Gyarados, so he's waiting for me. But I did finish God of War, as my trophies say, but while I was streaming it, I uh I had a frozen screen out of nowhere. It stopped in the middle of the credits and I gave it like <laughs> five minutes and it didn't it didn't stop freezing, so I uh I got to go back and finish it at some point, which I am glad to go back and do. And in fact, Sony sent me an email this morning telling me there's more to do in the game. So I will be going back to finish my adventure with Kratos and Atreus at some point. I, I I did love the game. It was really good. A really nice touch on everything. I kind of wish I would have played it sooner. So I'd be up on the know on everything. And just so, uh, just so you know, Steven, the teen wolf spoiler that, that happened did confirm, uh, it, it it was true it it all came to it all <laughs> really? came to it did uh it did give the weakness of of Baldur and it all it was there it was very unfortunate <laughs> but the second it, <laughs> that is a very sad way to get a spoiler oh yeah the second it happened i was like oh shit it's it it's here and it's <laughs> happening but it, it was still cool regardless and it didn't it didn't ruin too much because there were some more more facts and lore giving into the game too as well so it was it was still neat um but to replace that streaming game i'm going to uh replace it with arkham knight batman arkham knight i'm going into my summer game i've been streaming batman games for the past three years for my my summer game and i'm doing this one a little early because my son's supposed to be born during the summer so i kind of want to make sure i get this one done in time
0: yeah definitely and congratulations as usual on that and thank you i know you're a big batman uh player uh but i do want to go back and say as somebody who is viewing the stream and and drinking some beer while it was happening i damn near spit it out whenever uh you were literally going into the credit screen and it just froze and it just seeing you react to being like oh no what's what's happening just you, you were so sad
1: yeah And <laughs> i was drunk enough to feel for you my wife was there <laughs> watching she was like is is anything gonna happen i was like oh shit nope." it's <laughs> this is it <laughs> we witnessed the game we're not getting any further and it turns out there was an extra credit uh an extra credit scene afterwards which uh, my brother was kind enough to send to the discord so i got to watch that afterwards it was really neat really good shit um so yeah i'll be playing arkham knight and then in my personal time i quit prototype because it, it was a really cool sandbox game i think i talked about it last time where it's kind of like venom the game where you're just this amorphous virus thing you go around wreaking havoc and uh there's there's a, a neat plot where you you find out you are the virus and you just you just destroy things and the way the story goes and the way it builds you up it kind of trains you to learn these different machines you learn how to drive tanks you learn how to drive helicopters you learn how to sneak around and you have to dodge like stuff while in these machines And like it kind of nurtures you to become good at this and you get to this final boss, and everything you've learned is is not not worth it. It you've done all this extra shit for nothing. And this boss becomes a three D bullet hell that you cannot. I mean, I'm sure some people have, but like I couldn't fight it. I couldn't beat it. And there were some times it has this time warp move where it stops time or slows it down for you, and it shoots you with rocks while you're slowing. You can't you can't maneuver out of it. You fucked. And it it just <laughs> slammed. I died a couple times without being able to do anything in the first couple seconds. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm not this invested in this game to keep doing this. And after like my 30th death, I was done. I quit. So my, my next personal game is going to be Y2K, a postmodern RPG. And this game is pretty neat. You're this guy in 1999 and you go and investigate this little factory and you find this girl who gets taken by some entities and there's this blog who who everyone there finds conspiracy theories of the town and puts them up and you and your friend investigate and it, it's pretty cool it's full of pogs and nostalgia and it's it's really neat i really like it so far but that's what i'm playing steven what what about you
0: well i gotta say i'm, I'm deeply interested in this uh y2k game so i'll definitely have to check it out maybe see some trailers um did you
1: ever play a Saturday Morning RPG or whatever or something like that? No, I've heard of it, but no, I haven't played it because I I've, I've heard about the Saturday or not Saturday. I've heard about the RPG Maker series, but I wasn't sure if that's what it fell in line with. Like, do you make the game or are you playing a game?
0: I uh, you know I don't know a lot about it. I just knew that it referenced a lot of like '90s Saturday Morning cartoon type kind of things in the process of an RPG. I think it is an RPG Maker game. Uh, don't quote me on that. Now I feel horrible for not having information in front of me. Uh, ready to go for this reference <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's all good but, but it's okay <laughs> yeah i've heard of it and I, I know it was popular when it came out so i i don't even know if i have it or not i may have got it on sale at some point my library is a little maybe old.
0: i'll have to try both games to see if they're comparable or if it's a, a whole other thing because i think y2k is built from the ground up as an indie game
1: yes yeah it is uh it, i was really interested when it came out and i grabbed it on sale one day and it's it's pretty cool it's got these neat little gimmicks every time you attack with a a character like the main guy he attacks with records but each record is is a song like the first one you find is called he wants it that way by the back alley boys and each attack is a just a gimmick that you have to play with and every character has their own and i'm not sure if it's going to get old after a while but it's it's super cool i really like it so far
0: well that's really cool well i'm glad you have so many games that you're you're playing right now i mean it sounds like you've been really chewing through your backlog pretty good
1: it feels like it. It feels like I'm making some progress, but we'll see. Because sometimes, whenever I'm I'm stacking or I'm I'm chewing away at it, I end up stacking on at the back. So I'm trying not to do that. I'm trying to get current. <laughs> But it gets harder and harder. Yeah,
0: you'll be happy to know that I'm failing at that miserably. uh, Because I just keep stacking on thanks to some PSN sales and uh, a meandering interest level on all things. (laughs) Now, I've gotten through mostly all of uh, Sinran Kagura, Peach Beach Splash, as you know. I'm about three trophies away from platinuming it. But it's mostly like certain kill trophies. I'm just kind of doing that at my leisure. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of been put on the back burner now. I mean, it, it only took me about three days to kind of get to that point, especially once you understand how the game works and, and kind of ways to cheese it. But I, I, I so I have Persona 5 Royale now. Oh, you actually started it? I, uh, yeah. And by, you know, in the way that you start up a game and get to the first save point.
1: Ah, okay. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I started it and then I, you know, I found myself... Not really wanting to play an RPG at that point in time, so that's when I switched to Sinner and Kagura Peach Beach Splash. Because I was in quarantine and bored and by myself, and I was like, ah, I don't want to do a lot of reading. So let's play this game where anime girls in bathing suits shoot each other with water guns. Hell yeah. Sounds wholesome. <laughs> but then uh, I also picked up a bunch of games on PSN, so I got Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Doom 2016, Dark Cloud 1 and 2, like I mentioned last time. Mm-hmm. I got Jack and Daxter 1, 2, and 3 in the racing game in, like, a big bundle. I uh, picked up Prototype 1 and 2 in a bundle because you were playing it, and I was like, I remember this game being really fun. Like, kind of this mass hysteria, kind of, like, chaos sandbox game. I hope uh, I didn't
1: ruin that for you because it, it's oh, really no, fun. No, no, okay. it's, like, I... I
0: you know i i'll play games whether people tell me they're shitty or not or they have trouble with something it's never going to turn me away a lot of people told me earth defense force was this garbage game and it was like budget and b level and i was like let's do it uh i i have a a well-known track record for playing horrible games that other people do not like so it will never scare me away from a game actually it's probably going to encourage me to play it more that'll work but uh, what else did I pick up? I think I think that's the vast majority of it. Oh, I got Darksiders War Mastered Edition, so I could have all the Darksiders games on PS4.
1: I've never played one of those, but I'll take your word. I know I got the third one on a free PSN, but I think it's supposed to be like a Dark Souls ish game, is what they styled it after. So I don't really know anything about the series.
0: Yeah, no, the first one is actually pretty f- a fun, solid kind of run around hack and slash game. Some people compare it to Zelda.
1: Really. Hmm. Yeah. I'll have to Because there's,
0: there's like an overworld where you run around and do stuff, and then there's, you know, you got to go adventure and find things. And like, so there's kind of like a hub world to a degree, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. I'm about to boot this bad boy back up again and start playing. But uh, mainly what I've been playing is Animal Crossing, as usual. Uh been doing the Easter event and trying to collect all these eggs and these these uh, recipes for Easter themed items and I, I know you'd care about this so much, but I completed all of the recipes and got all of the uh the items for Easter event. I, so now I feel complete.
1: I am so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh practicing in the mirror, huh? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's but really uh, after that, I've been still working my way through Pokemon ever so slowly. I've been doing a little bit of grinding right now, and I will eventually beat this game, and then I can tell you that I have beat this game. I
1: am waiting for it. The day. The day it happens, man. I'm waiting.
0: <laughs> well, it'll be a lot of fun, because I can actually talk to you about the end of the game at that point. Oh, yeah. But the big one that I got recently was Final Fantasy VII Remake. I ended up going digital, which is against everything I believe in. I'm sorry, but I did it, and but it was nice. I got to preload it, and then I got you know the deluxe version, so I could have the DLC, some of materia and everything. And you know, I'm a big Final Fantasy fan, and I wanted this to be good. And I can honestly say I am happy to report that it is really freaking good. Um, I will say it, uh, just like I've been telling some of my other friends, that this is not the Final Fantasy VII that you grew up with. It's got the framework of the story, but it is a whole other game, and it's got a different atmosphere and depth and it's a lot of fun like it's got the right amount of RPG mixed with the right amount of action that's the gameplay is just fun I found myself in an early area of the game not trying to avoid battles instead running straight towards them because I
1: just like fighting in that game so much so you you wouldn't have preferred this being just a, a hash for hash remake of the of the original would you have or do you do you enjoy what it is now
0: no i i I don't i don't think i would have wanted it to be you know like the original rpg trust me the the turn-based rpg still has its place and it was it was built out of a necessity based on hardware back in the day but this really captures some of the action-packed things that happen in this story and really kind of give you a nice little adrenaline rush um you know and it does some fun things with the story and expands the environment so you can understand more of the nuances and kind of like different themes they have going on because there's like lines straight out of the original game but they didn't have the same impact with their blocky polygons and kind of pre-rendered backgrounds and this one like when you when you blow up a reactor this is not a spoiler because at this point if you haven't played final fantasy 7 and don't know the story i i would be shocked i would be you know, appalled.
1: Wow. That would be a thing. Wow. You're going to say that. (laughs) Knowing. Knowing I haven't done it. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I I know there's reactors.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, like, you blow up a reactor in this story, you know, as part of an eco-terrorist group. And this is kind of in the framework of the story, so it's not really that big of a deal. But... You know, you actually get to see the effects of, like, fire starting in the town as you try to escape, and, you know, people talking as you walk through the streets about, oh, no, what's going to happen to us? You know, can we go back and get our toys? No, we'll get them later. You know, there's these this kind of, like, background chatter that really kind of sells that this is still a bad thing you did. And, you know, and some of the characters actually kind of make comments about it, and, as you go through, and it's really well done. And I love the navigation. It's a little bit linear for some people, probably, because it's it's kind of like set up in set pieces, at least so far that I've got to explore. You may get to open up a little bit later, but I'm only about like three or four hours into the game. And so you, you're in these different set pieces, and you, I've gotten Materia now, and that works pretty similar to the original game. You slot it into equipment and weapons. You earn AP from battles, which level it up so you can get access to different... Uh, types of uh, healing magic or fire magic so for like instance once you level up with enough ap with healing you get the next level of cure which is cure cura Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so it's more powerful so it kind of encourages you to battle with that materia equipped and there's certain ability materia that give you access to different types of skills that you can use and if there's just a lot of flexibility and from what i understand excuse me there is a there's going to be like side quests and different things like that, and you get multiple characters to, that have all their own specialties and, and different personalities and, and functions, and I'm just really excited for it. It's got me pumped. I'm actually kind of sad I'm not
1: playing it right now. Oh, well. You know, by all means, we can stop. I love you, Trey. I'm we sorry. No, no. I no, didn't mean I, to hurt I your understand. feelings. If it's me or Cloud, I, I understand. I'm not hurt. I understand. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he is prettier.
1: Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I understand, <laughs> but no, we can. Uh... I'm sorry, you can cry later when we're not on on the on the podcast. I, I, I already am. No, I I cry pretty quietly. Um, so let's go ahead and get into anime. <laughs> are you watching anything new, Steven?
0: I am watching plenty new, and this kind of leads me into saying this: is I'm watching a lot of the new spring 2020 anime that are coming out. Like the first couple episodes have been released for most of these series. Um, and we're actually going to do an episode about the spring 2020 shows, uh, next time. So that's something to look forward to, but I can kind of list off a few titles that I can recommend off the bat. Um, one of them is my next life as a villainous, all roots lead to doom and general synopsis is that this girl basically gets reborn as, you know, an Otome game, uh, villain. So, uh, (laughs) sorry about that. Words fail me. Otome games are basically dating simulator type games, but the protagonist of the game is female and the, you know, the ones you're trying to woo were guys instead of, you know, male protagonist, female, uh, you know, people you're trying to woo. And the girl was such an otaku in her original life that she knows the game she's in and she realizes she's been reborn as the villain character who eventually gets, you know, like killed or exiled or something in the game and so she tries she's then trying to figure out how to not make that happen with hilarious effect yeah that's one i think you would enjoy yeah. like i know you're not a huge isekai fan but it's it's less focused on the isekai and more on a lot of the character development in the and the comedy and just the characters and it's a lot of fun
1: okay hmm my life is a villainous that that sounds right up my alley okay
0: yeah, it's, and it's, I don't think it's going to be very long, so it'll be, a, it'll, you know, even if you decide to put off watching it, which you're totally not, because I'm going to make you watch it oh. for our episode next week. Oh, hostage. Um, yeah, yeah. you're just going to have to deal with it. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I will send you a bunch of memes of anime stuff you don't understand just to annoy you.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> no, this, this sounds good. I, I want to go ahead and get into this. I could probably go ahead and get started. But
0: let's see here. What else is there? There's the new Digimon reboot, which is actually pretty solid. Um there is tower of God, which is based off of a Korean mama. That's like could been going forever. Now it's pretty long. If you try to read it from the beginning right now, um, it's pretty action packed and ambitious. It looks well animated and we'll talk more about that next week. Like I said, um, there's Sing yesterday for me, which is based off a manga from years ago. Um, it's kind of like a coming of age tale kind of thing. Yeah, it's like two guys, two girls and you know, they're in college and kind of like aimless and you know, it's the story of them. Uh, And then, what else did I list you earlier? (laughs) Like, I've watched a ton of these episodes. But uh, if I had to say the thing that I'm watching consistently that's not, you know, the new spring 2020 anime, that would have to be Saber Marionette J. Have you ever heard of the series? No, I've never heard of that. Wait,
1: is J part of the name? Saber Marionette J? Okay.
0: It's Saber Marionette J. I have literally... Just had, I kind of had to hiccup in the middle of that, so I, I went for dramatic pause and not hiccup into the microphone.
1: Ah, okay. <laughs>
0: but uh, this is actually an older series. Uh, I have the complete collection. So, Saberman and Jay was kind of like this like mid-90s uh, anime, and it's got this world where there's no females. It's all males. And females are basically, only exist in the world in the form of these marionettes uh so they're kind of like robot ladies um and there's nothing you know kind of like skeevy about it it's mostly just like hey it's mostly a, a world of guys and there's some female robots around nothing weird and this you know hapless dude finds these special mariness that seem to have like real personalities and you know can make their own decisions they're kind of autonomous and and you know sentient and they have differing personalities and there's like uh, i think there's lime uh Bloodberry, and another one but they and it's basically about their hijinks and how this world changes with them being a part of it and how the people around them change but there's some hilarious comedy in there where you know there's a guy that you know, likes the main character because you know in this world you know it's all guys so it's not that uncommon for guys to like each other and there's a lot of humorous moments where he's trying to uh you know pick him up or or like you know you know be loving to him and he's just like smack get out of my face <laughs> and it's just it's really good old fashioned '90s slapstick and a little bit of sci-fi mixed in there, mm-hmm. and it's it's fun. It's a it's a lot of fun. But you can definitely tell old cell animation versus digital is is different. These are these are not going to be the kind of character designs you're used to if you go back and watch it.
1: Okay. Hmm. I've yeah. I've, so what have I've you never... been watching? You, like you haven't really been talking about anime that much lately. I ha- well no, because I'm still stuck on Neon Genesis Evangelion when I can watch it, but. Me and my wife started Monthly Girl Nazaki-kun, and it is pretty fun if we wanted to start a slice of life anime, but other than these two, I haven't really watched a lot of anime lately. Um, with all this uh, being shut in for the weekends, uh we've watched a lot of movies, but we, we've been binging mostly this Monthly Girl, Nazaki-kun, which is about this girl who joins this manga artist who writes shoujo anime, and he he just has her join and other people end up joining their group to help him write and turns out they all have different talents that they bring into the group and it's just it's funny it's kind of charming how they all you know bring different romantic ideas to this shoujo anime and it's it's really funny I, there's always like two or three funny parts in the episode and all the characters I, there's not really one that's unlikable which has been the funniest part so far not funny in like a haha way but like huh I, like we were reflecting about it, like there's no one i can't stand so far everyone's been pretty great oh. yeah yet we're like halfway or like over halfway so i don't think we've hit the the big the big uh obstacle yet but so far everyone's been pretty okay for the main cast and uh it's it's pretty nice it's a i don't think it's too old like maybe 2011 2012 oh shit that's eight years so whatever maybe it's old but it's uh it's not too bad (laughs) yeah
0: don't think about the numbers anymore because the the further you get into your ages the more you're like oh yeah 2011 that wasn't that long ago oh look it was almost a decade ago
1: oh no (laughs) but yeah right
0: yeah just let that sink in for a few but uh but yeah, that kind of wraps up with what we're watching, what we're playing. So, before we get into our main topic, I, I can't help but ask. Uh, so, this weekend was kind of your first like shut in experience, like uh, due to the coronavirus and all that. Uh, I've been shut in for a couple weeks now uh, because my job is in furlough, which is unfortunate, but it means I have a job whenever this ends, at least hopefully so far. I'm staying positive. Um, And most people would think that that is a great time to play games and watch anime, and it is. But it's different from when you do it for fun. That is for sure I can say that. So I can honestly say, from my experience... I have to switch it up quite regularly, otherwise I start to get a little neurotic and a little kind of antsy. Yeah. So I've been kind of switching between, like, doing some cooking, doing some cleaning, watching some anime, playing some games. Thankfully, Final Fantasy VII Remake is quite engrossing, so I'm pretty sure that's what I'm going to be doing mostly for the next couple days. But you mentioned that this is kind of your big moment of first, you know, taste with you still working and everything of, like, pure shut-in. So how is that experience for you?
1: Man, it's a... Ooh, it, it's it's maddening, kind of. It's uh, like we you can't go anywhere. There's nothing, nothing to do, and it's it's kind of crazy. But you know, we're we're getting by. It's just we're just watching a lot of movies, and that's it. But the whole <laughs> you can't go sit somewhere and eat. You know, it's you can't go out and just walk the mall. You can't go do anything. It's it's crazy, and just the same stuff gets repetitive after a while. Like you said, you you have to switch it up, otherwise you get a little. We'll stir crazy. It's. It's crazy, man. I yeah. I hope it's over soon.
0: Yeah, me too. Like the thing is, is you know, I laugh about it because I never thought that I went out that much. Like I've usually, said, like, oh, I'm quite the introvert. You know, I like to be a home buddy. And then I realize I actually go out quite a bit, whether it's to go shopping or maybe go take my girlfriend to dinner, uh, things of that nature. And now I I can't do that. Now I'm saving a lot of money because I just eat at home, and I try not to go to the grocery store, and I can't eat out anywhere. I can't go browse anywhere or anything like that. So. Uh, that's kind of nice but yeah I've started walking in the neighborhood like I, I put on a face mask and go walk around the, the you know down to the shop uh, like there's a shopping center near my apartment complex and I'll do a walk down to the the back side of it and then walk back and walk the other direction and uh you know just try to get some steps in. I used to uh, you know with my job I used to walk a lot I do like 15,000 to 20,000 steps a day and now I'm maxing at 2,000 before I start walking and so it's actually starting to hurt my back and things like that so i had to make some adjustments and figure out how to adjust to the quarantine status so uh, i'm glad it's not just me that's kind of you know adjusting and it's uh, i'm not just you know in my own head too much
1: no no it's definitely not just you it's it's getting everyone my my wife too she's she's had quite the adjustments and she's had to stay at home as well not just because the pregnancy but her job so yeah, it's, a, it's one for everyone to kind of look at differently now that it's a life change.
0: All right, so now that we've we've talked a little bit about, you know, personal life and and quarantine life, uh, let's go ahead and get into a more a fun topic, which is going to be the Pokemon video game series. We covered Final Fantasy in the past, and I have a feeling we're going to mainly hit the mainline series on this one. Otherwise, we're going to end up in a two-parter again. So um, let's start out by talking a little about how we got started in this series hey steven because uh, everybody knows it started out with uh pokemon red and blue uh, or pokemon red and green depending on which country
1: you started out in hey, steven um yeah so are we gonna we don't we don't have to do news but you did say news earlier so are we do we want to skip news this time so that we don't or so that we just cover the main ones Fuck me, I forgot the news. <laughs>
0: we we can skip it, but I mean you, you, No, let's not skip the news. The news is, is good stuff. So it's this is where we need to hit it. Thank you for stopping me. No problem. So that's all editable. <laughs> it's all good.
1: No no worries.
0: Alright. So here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna get right into it. It's like all right, so now that we finished up with that kind of topic and explored a little bit of our psyches of uh, being stuck indoors, we're gonna get into the news. And I'm gonna go ahead and pass it off to Trey here, because I'm pretty sure he's got
1: more than I do. I don't, I don't know, man. The river's running dry on the news, so here, I, I didn't catch too much in my basket. But I think the biggest thing that everyone got to see was the new DualSense PS5 controller. This Android-looking mm. spaceship. And it, it's neat looking, but I think I just don't like that it's white, really. What, what are your thoughts on the PS5 controller, Stephen?
0: I'm, I'm on board for it. It's starting, a lot of these controllers are starting to look pretty homogenous at this point. Like, I think there's only so many changes you can make to these controllers before they're perfectly ergonomic. I mean, you know, a lot of people compared it to, oh, it's starting to look kind of like the Xbox you know elite controller or it's starting to look like the switch controller and it's like yeah of course there's only so much engineering that can go into these guys and you can't they're going to start looking a lot alike right i like a lot of the things they're talking about with it i'm curious about some of the deeper features like they're talking a lot about haptic feedback on this bad boy so does that mean there's going to be vibrating sections of the controller i mean i've seen these kind of like uh you know tension based trigger actions and things like that you've you've seen like uh, this in the Xbox Elite controllers and, and stuff, and I'm, I'm on board for it. But, you know, as long as it's still got that pretty, you know, solid design and kind of layout that the PlayStation is well known for, and is it, is it still remains as comfortable to use for hours on end, like I do currently, then I'm on board for it. I like the new look. I, I definitely prefer a red one, you know, a, a blue one, like your standard color, like white is definitely not the way I would go. Um... Let's get black, blue, red, purple, green, whatever, like, in there. White's boring and also will basically gather up any kind of dirt or dust or grease you got on your grimy, grimy hands.
1: Which you shouldn't have in the current climate, but you're gonna have again, I guarantee it. Shame on you, you Dorito-looking ass. But, <laughs> I, uh one big thing, you brought up the whole tension thing. I think this is gonna be the next biggest controller and consoles that all come out after... The whole big eSports boom. So I wonder how all that's going to affect these controllers and these consoles coming out. So I bet with all the shooters and fighters and everything, this may, excuse me, play into all that. But that may just be something to consider. Um, Next up for me is Cyberpunk is still on track for September. And I think I saw that Ghost of Tsushima is still okay. So those two AAAs are still good to go um and we shouldn't expect anything unless they just throw some out the hat you know month of so you know if you're waiting on anything else apart from the ones that come out this month and the ones from nintendo because xenoblade chronicles is still coming out and i I think that's a triple a i'll call that triple a
0: uh yeah i'm looking forward to that as a matter of fact i can't
1: seem to find a pre-order for the deluxe edition anywhere but that might have changed who knows maybe i don't know i actually they did put everything out for that direct so i'm surprised or they talked about it in the direct, so and that's coming out at yeah. the end of next month. So I don't know. I don't know what they're waiting on. Um, after that, uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before they actually started talking about the Resident Evil Four remake rumor, which happened. I mean, after RE2 came out, this this happened the same way that there was instantly a rumor about RE3 remake, and then they waited so long, and then the Project Resistance r- or trailer came out. And I mean, it, it's cool if they make a remake for it, but all I think is like a, a really pretty remaster. Uh, I don't think they need to remake the game from the round up ground up, yeah. but cause I mean, it's still a good game, but if they just put a pretty skin on it, I guess, and make Leon look gorgeous as usual, then it's, it's good. You need to play RE4, by the way. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they've been releasing this on every console since it came out on the game. Yeah. So you have no excuse, uh. This Mm -hmm. is a pretty big hole you're digging. Uh, After that, (laughs) Sea of Stars got uh, the new Chrono Trigger-inspired JRPG, got the Chrono Trigger Composer on board with the game, so that's pretty cool. One of the original of the Trinity has joined. I don't know what the other two are doing, if they're still here, but that's great. So hopefully it's it's going to be blessed off and good to go. This is the first time I'd actually heard of Sea of Stars. And I, I hope it does good. And I hope it comes out well. I, I haven't seen anything like any SNES games come out recently. Like I saw that the Star Ocean R came out. And I mean, it, it looked good, but I, I didn't get it. But Sea of Stars looks gorgeous. And I may actually want to get this one. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Sea of Stars so far, Steven?
0: So, I'm looking forward to Sea of Stars. Um, it's, it's still being backed, from what I understand. So, it's it's a Kickstarter-type thing. And uh, it's still being backed, And but they're going to release a physical version of it, apparently, through Limited Run Games. And, you know, they got the Chrono Trigger Composer. I mean, there's a lot of pedigree in this thing. And I've seen, like, the videos that they've shown. And they've shown a lot of this the sprite work, and it looks on point and it's from the people who made the messenger so and that was a pretty solid game itself so i'm looking forward to how they handle this it looks to be primarily just two characters from what they've shown so far and it'd be interesting because it's like a kind of a red and blue fire and ice kind of thing from what i can tell and it looks like they're they each have their own functions to traverse and battle and um i'm really looking forward to seeing how well it's used but they showed off a lot of the sprite work in the the sample video and i'm impressed I'm looking forward to it.
1: Hmm. Okay. That'll work. I need to look up some more of that myself then. <clears throat> but alright, Steven. That wraps up my news. What you got? I I have all but one thing. Apparently, uh, earlier this
0: morning, somebody on Reddit uh, named Square Enix Leaker 404 or something like that. Rat bastard. Uh, was on Reddit saying there's going to be a Switch Final Fantasy Seven Legacy Collection, supposedly, that's going to have uh,
1: Dirt of Cerebus... Uh, Crisis Core there, and before Crisis on No it. fucking way, no like, way, oh my god, no! It would be amazing way. wouldn't it, but I I really don't see it happening. I don't if they release Dirge of Cerberus. That's all I'm living for at this point. No <laughs> way! Oh I know that's what gosh. I knew
0: that's what you would be excited about.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm excited. I can't. Now, I can't even believe it. I, I'm in disbelief. Yeah,
0: but I mean, like, it's a it's supposedly a leaker on Reddit, so take it with a grain of salt. But I thought it was fun idea to even like talk about because you know remake just came out. It seems more logical if they were going to do something like that it'd be on you know the PS4 because you know Sony's kind of got their death grip on on Final Fantasy right now.
1: Yeah. What? Why? Why, they, why not all of? Them? I mean, I'm sure it would be all of them, but I mean. I mean, was, was this FS 7 remake on Xbox this time around? Surely. Surely it was. I, <laughs> hang on, I'm checking that right now. Because...
0: So, alright, you check that and I'll talk about the last bit of news I have and that's the fact... It's a sad fact that Dengeki Bunko, a uh, light novel based uh, anime style magazine, is finally ending its publication after being, uh, you know, one of the big forefront magazines in otaku fandom since 2007 i even have some of their their issues and their their books which are like magazine books and they have all kinds of extras and things like that uh you know and they've done things and covered like novel stuff and even older stuff i mean i i'm gonna miss them they had a lot of really cool features and a lot of cool art like owning an issue and, and some of their other items were like owning art books that's how good they were
1: oh damn. That's... Yeah,
0: so I'm sad to see him go, but more and more publications are going digital. I mean, it's—I hate to admit it—physical media is is having a hard time, and, and, I, understand. and it, I understand. I understand. i hate to lose my physical media, but
1: yeah, especially now, it's—I'm sure this 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 is knocking out a lot of limbs too for a lot of stores. This circumstance right now. Mm-hmm. So it looks like Final Fantasy VII remake is a timed exclusive for PlayStation um really yes sir so until next year 2021 in march is when it'll go on to xbox one and i doubt well actually they brought the witcher so this may go over to the switch at some point but i don't know we'll we'll see if it makes it over to the switch
0: i mean i'm playing ff7 remake on 4k and i gotta say this would be a that'd
1: be a hard one on the switch to be honest with you yeah i mean all they have to do is just make sure that everyone's hair move doesn't move i guess because Geralt's hair doesn't move on the <laughs> Switch version, so I'm sure they can dumb it down. I mean, this is
0: a this is a speedy like you know game like battle is fast paced and
1: it's very particular. It is it is graphically just intense look, to enjoy. Look here have you have you even played Cinder and Peach Ball? That is a fast, intense game on the Switch, and it, <laughs> not a lot of consoles can handle that. Okay, so I think it can handle Final Fantasy seven. You know,
0: it's only on the Switch alone because Sony all of a sudden went very puritanical and we're like, yeah, no, we don't want that on our system anymore. I mean, come on. Uh, They censored Nekopara on the Sony PlayStation, but they didn't on the Switch. Like, all of a sudden, Nintendo was like, yeah, let's have titties. That's cool.
1: Hell yeah. Well, I mean, wait, (laughs) I bought that. No, wait! (laughs) But, oh, well, what a shame. What a damn shame. But... But yeah, that's pretty much the
0: extent of my news today, Trey, so I guess that means we're going to get right into our favorite topic, as you have seen in previous episodes, and we're just in general big fans of, uh, and that is Pokemon. So we're going to be covering the main games in the series, probably primarily. Uh, I'm going to have to reveal a sad truth about myself here shortly in this segment, and it's going to blow some minds. But uh, overall, I think we're going to be sticking to the main game so we don't really get too far. Hey, maybe we'll get a part two. Who knows? It really just depends on how far this conversation goes. <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll see how, how hard on my back this carries. But we're going to start on a... We'll start with the first, the Kanto region. Uh, for many people, or a lot of people, this is a starting point with Pokemon red, blue, and yellow, red and green, depending on which side of the world you were on, but... I, I want to say most people listening probably started with red or blue, and then yellow if you were special and you were loved by your parents. Um, so with that, you got to start with your Bulbasaur, your Charmander, your Squirtle, and you got to go through the whole Kanto region, go go get your badges, fight Team Rocket for the first time, and go through the uh, go through the whole Elite Four and fight Gary, or whatever you named him, Assface or chin, whatever you named him, because you don't really name him a real name <laughs> you, you give him a dumb name did you name him Butch? Oh yeah dick leak you name it you name him all kind of stupid names <laughs> he's a, he's the worst i think right now oh, i don't even remember what i named uh in my totodile run i think i named him the worst i think that's actually what i named him the worst with an exclamation <laughs> wow. mark so it's like the worst wants the battle <laughs> and it's like you beat the worst um but yeah i I'll, I'll, i normally name mine something stupid uh but yeah so kind of setting the ground ground there with red blue and yellow and with there they kind of had a lot of the first stats that were there to lay the foundation they had attack speed defense and special which were most your special attacks like flame that were ember water gun or your special defense it all it all kind of laid in there i think it's how that worked um but that was really that. And Stephen, you've played these. Please confirm. What was that? You played. You played red, blue, or yellow. Yeah. Uh, so,
0: so I have a whole story behind this. But I, before I get into my story, because I will be long-winded as all hell. I would like to know your personal story of how you started with Pokemon. Like these are clearly your first entry. So, what was it that ran up into this? Like what what made you want to buy these games? And made you want to get invested in this world, and like really, really captured you on that. So,
1: whenever uh, me and my brother were kids, my grandma got us both Game Boys, and we both got two games each. We got me, I got Pokemon Yellow and Link's Awakening, and my brother got Pokemon Blue, and I think he got Dragon Quest Three. I think is what he got, and we both just started playing Pokemon immediately it was it was the game of choice that we had and granted I don't think we really knew much of what we were doing because I can remember getting all the way up to getting all the way up to the elite four and I don't I don't even know how I fucking got there because I had a Pidgeot and I remember this because I had a Pidgeot that was level 70 something because I just ran that bitch into the wall and we fought everything and I somehow won fights just because (laughs) it was so strong and I finally got to the first uh, the first boss of the Elite Four who's Ice-type. And she always beat me because it's a... Oh, well, no, they didn't have a Flying-type then. But she just always beat me. And I couldn't figure out why. And it was just... It was always fun just seeing the Pokemon. Then we watched the show at the same time. So anytime we'd see a Pokemon that Ash had, it would just... Oh, hey, look, there he is. There's Butterfree or there's Charizard or there's Metapod and Meowth and all them. And you'd, you'd fight team rocket just like ash did and it's it was nice to see that synonymously while sorry simultaneously is the word um (laughs) while (laughs) while you're doing this with a a guy you watched on tv because it the the adventure is happening concurrently and it it just made it iconic i guess and memorable and you can always beat it and play it again because we didn't know about mewtwo so (laughs) we just went ahead and restarted and Got a new starter, or he did, and then I would just play it a different way. Because the hell am I doing? I don't know. And
0: so you've been like this since you were a child. Yeah. Like you, you didn't even care about the details. You were just like, I'm gonna throw this thing against the wall and that
1: wall until I break the fucking <laughs> that wall. wall is going down. But yeah. Jesus Christ. So, well, at least you're consistent. I'll give you that. Oh yeah, no, there's a mental deficit somewhere. I, I just don't know where it's at, but I, I've got it. But we we played that, and then we eventually got. Gold and silver. We we've always up until black and white. We pretty much all me and my brother always got the next Pokemon game, and we always played it. We always got alternate starters and everything, and we we always played it together. and It was really fun, really cool. We were always invested. We didn't always watch the show up until then, but we kind of knew what was going on. But we always played the games. What about you? How did how did you get into the old pokemans (laughs)
0: Okay, this is a story for the ages. So. I was a teenager at the time. Teenager, I, I guess I was more like 11 or 12. Um, and I remember I was really getting into video games. I had, you know, I just got into Final Fantasy VI, and RPGs were just everything that I was really interested in at the time. And I picked up an issue of Nintendo Power. And they had a preview of this game from Japan called Pokemon. And, you know, it talked about the red and uh, green versions and what the the general concept was. And it was such a fantastical idea to my my little brain was that you, you were in this RPG world exploring different cities and battling monsters and you could catch other monsters and they had different types and they each had their own specific art and kind of design. And I remember eating up any kind of information I possibly could on this series from that one issue of Nintendo Power. And then I found out more information was in another Nintendo Power. And I re- I re- I bartered... Gave away my my lunch money to get a Nintendo Power I didn't have from another kid, to find out more about this, and then I would be at school on Pokemon websites, any website I could find that had information about it, uh, learning about Pokemon, and it's actually it's actually how I ended up learning uh, you know quite a bit about more fan sites and things you know that weren't reported in the magazines. And there was some of it that was kind of bogus. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, there was, you know, different codes and and stuff that, you know, never actually worked. And uh, so I remember begging and begging and looking forward to it. Because they announced it and I had to wait, like, a year until it was going to come out. And I remember just vibrating with excitement uh, when the Pokemon wave was about to start in the U.S. I mean, I literally was sitting there waiting for it to happen. The show, the games, everything. Because I got blue... Whenever it was first released, and my brother got red because he was my little brother, and I told him what to do. <laughs> you know, I love him, and but at that age, you know, he was susceptible to my influence, and so I, you know, I was, it's like, hey, if you get red and I get blue, we can trade monsters together, and he was like, yeah, and I was like, yeah, let's do this. And so we begged our parents for Pokemon Blue and Red, and we got them, and we just played the hell out of them. I, I would spend every waking moment, every time I could not school, getting away with it, um, playing this game and leveling up every character. But the bigger thing is, like, I bought into the whole hype from the get-go. I recorded episodes of the television show in the morning. Manually. Start the recording. Oh, commercials are coming on. Turn off the recording. Damn. Commercials are over. Turn on the recording. I literally had most of the first season on, re- like, manually recorded VHS uh, back in the day, which I I guess is technically illegal, but whatever. I was, you know, 12. I I was just happy to be able to expose myself to Pokemon. So I became obsessed with like the story of Ash and Pikachu and team rocket. And it was just this whole thing for me for so many years, uh, like two to three years, like leading up from like when I first found out it existed to like when I owned it and played it all the way through to the elite four and, and, uh, beat their asses with my blast toys. Um, I I I did have the same thing, but I had a full team of level seventy something uh, Pokemon versus like just you know one that you beat yourself against the wall with. <laughs> Come uh, on,
1: bird, but... do it. <laughs>
0: it's just, but I also had a Pidgeot. If it makes you feel better, like I, I the Blastoise was in there, Pidgeot was in there, uh, Raichu was in there. Um, I yeah, I made my brother give me a Charmander, which eventually became a Charizard. Um, you know, it was the first time I actually had a reason to use the link cable. Yeah. And my, my brother got far enough in the game, but I eventually lost interest. Um, uh, and I actually still have the original Pokemon blue cartridge, game boy cartridge in my collection here. Uh, I think my brother still has a red one, but this was, this was a whole culture in life for me for several years. And then high school started and, I completely fell off of Pokemon, not because I wanted to, but because I just I didn't have time. I was in a lot of extracurricular activities, and uh, I didn't have money. And uh, they, my parents paid for my saxophone for band, so it was kind of hard to ask them to spend any more money on me. Because if you know how much a saxophone oh, costs, oh, yeah. You're, yeah, I pretty much used up all my goodwill. Um, not that I had the time to play it uh, when it came out, anyways. Because believe it or not, we did buy Silver and Gold. I got it as a Christmas gift, but it just sat in my in my room. God, I it know hurts. it's hurting you right it now. It hurts. Yeah, <laughs> I'm bleeding. <laughs> so why don't you? Why don't you? Uh, like we've talked about it before a little bit, but like you, you played the hell out of Gold, Silver, and Platinum, I believe, right? Uh, crystal,
1: Crystal. So Crystal. Oh, thank you, thank we you. We ended up getting. Whereas we ended up getting gold, silver, and crystal. And uh, what is it? So we start off with silver and gold. And then I got crystal at a later time, which just brings on a little bit more to the story. Uh, If you don't know about Pokemon, there's always, or not always, they've kind of changed up the formula now. But there used to always be two base games and then a third kind of director's cut of the game where there's a little bit more content, a little bit more Pokemon uh, that you can get. Um, so silver and gold were there and me and my brother both got those and eventually I ended up grabbing crystal somewhere and that's what I'm playing right now for my Totodile run but they were silver and gold were so much fun they added a ton more Pokemon to play with I say a ton I think it's like an extra hundred or so to make it like 250 275 I think and you can travel all over the Johto region and after you beat everyone there you beat the elite four you beat the uh, the champion there then you can go over to the kanto region and i've talked about it before but this is the only game where or the only game series where you can actually go to another region and collect its badges totaling 16 badges and fight red who is the final guy the strongest man in the entire realm so that kind of your end goal (laughs) is to get there and fight red who has all the iconic pokemon he has charizard he has pikachu he he is he is ash incarnate and you go and you fight him at the top of uh, mount silver which is kind of your gauntlet of like really tough like rock pokemon and other stuff to get through which it's not gonna be a problem for me just so you know total, I is gonna be able to whoop ass but it'll be it won't be a problem <laughs> um so heart gold and crystal and then they remade them into heart gold and soul silver which were phenomenal um they were remakes that came out on the ds using both screens but what was really fun about those and really it's just like a little it's a little life it, a little life positive thing was it a pokemon could follow you whoever your first pokemon in your party was they would pop out of their pokeball just like pikachu does in yellow version and they would follow mm-hmm. you around so if you had for alligator for alligator would just follow you and that's it and it was it was just cute it was nice to just have that one guy whoever your main guy was and it was just nice like kind of like a Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee does now. Oh, I didn't even talk about those. Um, but that's kind of like what Heart Gold and Soul Silver did, and you could still do the whole 16 badges thing there. Um, in Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green, which came out for the uh, Game Boy Advance uh, concurrently with Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, they let you go back to the Kanto region, and you could go get all your six or eight badges. Uh, But they also gave you a couple more regions to... Not a couple more regions. You had some islands extra that you could go to and catch some extra Pokemon that weren't Mm. canon to the region. So Kanto is all about the original 150, but you could go to these extra islands. I think there's some mystery to them. I think you could catch, like, an extra legendary or two down there and just do some extra shit. Uh, Catch Pokemon from, like, I think the second and... Or from Johto and Hoenn. It was pretty cool, but it, I don't think it was really anything to write home about. I didn't, I didn't spend a lot of time there. Um, let's see, and well, they remade Ruby and Sapphire, didn't they? Yes, sir, they did. Um, I was just about to get to them. Ruby and Sapphire were pretty cool. Um, they were the first ones on the Game Boy Advance. Ruby, Sapphire, and their whatever Ultimate Emerald one. I don't, I don't know what to call that one. That third one. I don't know what to call that kind of version. The Final. I guess it's like the the plus edition. Plus, yeah. Yeah, plus sounds good. Um, So Ruby, Sapphire, both had uh, their legendary Pokemon. They had Groudon and Kyogre. And they were about you going through the Hoenn region, starting off with your Trico, your Torchic, and your Mudkip. And you go through and you fight one of two different teams now this time. Whereas in Red, Yellow, Silver, and Gold, you both fought... um, Team Rocket, where in Red and Blue, you fought Team Rocket at one point in time, and Silver and Gold, you fought them three years later, and they actually talk about that. It's almost kind of a series, uh, or it's almost almost a sequel game as well, where they kind of talk about it canonically, really? too. They talk about three years ago, Team Rocket was beaten, and it's really cool, because some of the gym leaders change over time when you go back to the Kanto region. Like, you fight one of the guys' daughter, and it's it's really... I keep going back to it so ruby sapphire you actually depending on the one you pick you fight the alternate team so in ruby uh i believe you fight team aqua because they're trying to take over the uh land with oh that's not true in team in ruby you fight team magma because they're trying to take over the world with land so you fight groudon because groudon is the mythical pokemon of making the world land again and then team aqua I'm sorry. In Sapphire, you fight Team Aqua who wants to summon Kyogre, the mythical Pokemon of making the water ocean again. Making the earth ocean again. So much lore. So much lore. And uh, as you go through and you fight these guys, or you fight them as you go through and get all your gems and all your usual Pokemon shenanigans. This one was really cool. It, it I think it offered quite a few more new Pokemon and it had a lot more to play with in terms of mixing one two and three so you had a, a quite a few more options with your teams this time around so
0: so they so these
1: this is kind of where they started to develop a lore for the games well they had a little bit in silver and gold and crystal but it was only specific to that region because there was a tower where they had suikun Entei, and rinse what's his name Suikun Entei, and raiku as well as hoho but he was kind of overarching man i'd I'd have to break down everything but whenever they got to ruby and sapphire this was actually world lore so yeah i guess i guess you could call it that instead of region specific but this is kind of where they start getting into how the world was made but uh, it doesn't really kind of run together I, i don't really know what you'd call canonical for pokemon mythical lore
0: so you kind of had to piece the lore together based on a few different interactions in each entry yeah
1: you would say yeah kind of or you you kind of have to take each one at face value really because each time a game comes out Hmm. it it all just kind of runs away because and the next one let's see what do we have we have diamond pearl and platinum where you have dialga who is the face of diamond you have palkia who is the face of pearl and they are both the the mythical pokemon of time and space and they're the ones that kind of made the earth come together or the worlds come together. And then you have, in Platinum, you have Giratina, the Pokemon of Chaos. And he's the one that wants or gets someone to destroy everything by Team Galactica. I think it's, uh, or Galacta? Galactic something. They were actually a really cool team. Uh, them The way they uh, worship their team leader was actually really really interesting and developed with all their minions and everything. Probably one of the better developed teams. But, that was a really cool series. Uh, But, yeah. It's like you kind of have to wipe away each each lore as you get it, but if you just want to know about each Pokemon, it's neat. And then after that, we've got Pokemon Black and White, which is the last one that me and my brother played together, and then kind of where I called it quits because I didn't enjoy it the first time I played it, Um, this is one where you pick three from, or of Snivy, Tepig, and Oshawott, and I didn't really like any of my starter, or I picked Snivy, but I didn't like any of them, and I went through, and I fought the bosses, and I didn't, or the boss of the gems, and I didn't like any of them, I went through the whole game, and I didn't, I didn't necessarily have a generally great time. it was just it was just mediocre, and I wasn't really sure mm-hmm. if it was me growing out of it or what it was so it was like it was kind of a a different time for me and i well this is around the time you were saying that you kind of like
0: dropped off on video games in general for a while. Wasn't I think it? so
1: yeah for for me myself, yeah, this is where i I stepped out i I kind of fell out of gaming myself period I think is after black and white. And I got to mix, miss out on X and Y, which I've heard was a really good resurgence. So I actually can't speak to X and Y. So I played
0: X and Y for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. So, uh, well, uh, my girlfriend and I had picked up the uh, special edition 3DSs uh, they released for that. So I got I got the red one and she got the blue one with the, uh, the legendaries on it. And we got the games themselves. And... You know, I love the way the world looked. It was very bright and fun, and kind of like the the 3D kind of style that they started adapting to the 3DS uh, looked really, really good. And I liked the starters on that one. Um, There's an adorable... uh, I think this is the one with the adorable grass owl on it. Nah, that's that's Sun and Moon. Oh, you're breaking my heart. What the hell were the... Okay, I clearly didn't play enough of this game to actually talk about it. So that one had a... uh,
1: That one had like a... His name's like Chestnut or something. He was like a, a little buck tooth. I don't know what he was, but they had a fox, a frog, and like a chipmunk is what he was. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I think I took the fox. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she was popular. She and I, the frog I, were both popular.
0: I I only played like a good couple hours of this game before I got busy again. Yeah.
1: I, I think I might want to go uh, back. God, it's shaming me. <laughs> I think I want to go back and try it. I feel like I actually missed something because everyone always talks good about this X and Y game and how it was kind of a good resurgence for the game. But whenever everyone talks about Black and White as a retrospective or retrospectively of the series, it's a good game. So I kind of feel like I need to give that a try too. And I may actually do it because I played the Pokemon games during my work breaks. So I may do it at some point, but we'll see. After that, sun and moon is where the cute adorable Rowlett was at uh the grass owl there was him they had the fire cat and then they had the water seal i don't even remember their names because Rowlett was the only one i think the seal was like poplipo or something poplio poplio that was it yeah yeah there thank you um from there you got to go this one actually changed the formula period uh you didn't just go around getting badges you went to different trials on different islands and it was interesting but after a while for me i got like halfway through the game and i lost interest i i don't know what happened i just i quit i was like man maybe i am just running out of pokemon like i'm running out of steam
0: that's not exactly fair because i got back into it with sun and moon and it was a pretty solid entry but man i'm not gonna lie to you uh maybe i just like a more simple approach to the the game but there was a lot going on in that uh entry there was a lot of social based stuff so there was that weird like theme park thing going on yeah yeah and you had to talk to people and talk to different booze and you could assign booze like so there was this whole like build your your fairground kind of thing going on and then you had to go out in the world and figure out where you're going and fight like normal but there was so much extra going on in that in that game and i uh you know, it was really hard for me to follow, and there was a point where I, was, I went back to it after having to take a break because uh, I think I hit, like, a peak time in my job, and I couldn't remember what I was doing. Like, what was my motivation? Like, there's so much to manage, and, you know, the basic idea of battling Pokemon and leveling them up and things like that was a lot of fun, but a lot of the the extra side stuff, uh, I really couldn't follow. I couldn't keep up with, and that made me a little sad, and kind of bummed me out, and... I lost focus, and just like you, like about halfway through that bad boy, I just was like, "Oh, okay. Well, that that was a game I was playing. Oh, well, I guess I don't remember anything, so I'll just leave it as it is." I was also deeply upset about the the Doug Trio design.
1: (laughs) You didn't like it?
0: Like how the like what? Are you kidding me? Did, I loved did they, it they, Did they turn it into Charlie's Angels Like what the fuck happened I there? loved it
1: so much I, I liked a and lot of the so alternate bad. forms Cause they were just so stupid to me But I would have had them ironically is that the one where uh Isn't that the one with the, the, the palm tree uh, executor Exegu- Yeah executor had a dragon form Where he had that long neck and a tail Yeah He was uh <laughs> He was a trip But Sandslash <laughs> and Vulpix Or uh, Ninetales both got really cool ice forms Um there were quite a few. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, There were a few interesting forms, but there were a few. Ah, uh, like that's that's what you did. Uh, I just the
0: Doug Trio one was especially jarring because my girlfriend was playing at the same time as I was. She started the game and she's like, "Oh, you should play with me." I said, "Sure." And she had chosen out of all the the Pokemon she had captured to level up her her Diglett. Oh, she knew what she was doing. <laughs> no, she didn't. Oh, when she finally evolved to Doug Trio. She had no idea and she was so sad like her heart was broken by the fact that this dumbass pokemon has freaking flowing fair faucet hair.
1: That's a shame. He was he was gorgeous <laughs> and he couldn't help it. <laughs> <laughs> um one thing that was cool for the Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon the plus versions that I kind of wanted to try was the Rocket Gauntlets or the uh I don't, I don't know what else to call it. There was Rainbow Rocket. That's what it was. And you kind of went through a gauntlet of all the bad teams that had ever been. So you went through Team Rocket. You went through Team Aqua, Magma, Galactica. Everything bad that had been in, in the Pokemon games before. You went through them. Kind of like, I think it was a Battle Tower style. But you just did it in a separate building in the Ultra Moons. Or Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. But the only thing is I just wouldn't want to play through the whole game again. And i that's kind of one thing i didn't like was that there was ultra moon and ultra sun and there's black two and black or white two and you kind of had to play through the whole game again just to get to it instead of
0: yeah that was kind of weird to me i was like what did you add in enough for me to justify going through an entire new game yeah so i
1: don't know but to make it fair i guess you you can trade over a pokemon but you still have to do all the work but they also can't listen to you until you have so many badges. So you also have to do some more legwork anyway. Yeah, it's kind of
0: a lose-lose situation on that bad boy. Yeah,
1: But after that, we are currently where we're at now. And that is with Sword and Shield. Uh, I... Well, there was the Kanto remake of Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. Which is yeah. based
0: off the Pokemon Go mechanics. Yeah,
1: I, I didn't play those. I had no interest in going back to Kanto. Uh, did you get a chance with those? Yeah, I
0: did. The, you know, honestly, it's a very casual Pokemon experience. I mean, they're still leveling up and things, but it's very much based on the Pokemon Go um, setup, and I got the little Pokeball controller and everything, and it it's, it works pretty well. It's fun. It, like, to me, it's kind of like baby's first Pokemon. Oh, that's sweet. Like, it's, it's, really, it's really basic in execution, and there is more to it than that, and I guarantee there's plenty of people that will probably kind of like crucify me uh for saying it's really simple like that but that's what my impression was for how far i got into it um i mean you know i had i was you know being a caretaker for a good long while there so i never got to spend a lot of time with any of my games um i'm now trying to rectify that as as time passes so i might get the chance to actually come back on here and redeem myself by playing every pokemon that has ever existed
1: hell yeah just binge them all go through, it. it, it's not bad. Especially if you do, like, what's going for me right now. Like, I've only played six hours of Pokemon Crystal. And I've got six badges. And I'm maining one Pokemon. Like, I'm not focused on catching them all. Like, I am literally slaughtering anyone that looks my way. No one stands a chance against me and... and Yeah,
0: if you're not trying to catch them all and basically, you know, level a specific (laughs) team, you don't have to worry.
1: Yeah, but it's cool still whatever if you want to go through and do them I, by all means i highly encourage it but you still need to beat sword and shield that's uh
0: yes i am still working on sword and i have not given up i'm just doing it a little bit at a time in between all the other things i keep trying to do at the same
1: time i actually wasn't even going to get my, my sword until a coworker was talking to me about it because everyone in the in our discord was bullying me about it uh, about how i wasn't going to get it because i'd pretty much given up on pokemon I was like, I'm pretty sure this isn't even for me anymore. I think I've grown out of it, guys. I don't, I don't think I can do it. And then finally, my coworker was talking to me. He was talk- talking about it fervently, and he wasn't even really a fan of Pokemon for a while. And suddenly, he just started talking, and I was like, man, this guy's talking sense. Maybe this is the game for me. And then I beat Pokemon Sword, and I was like, nah, man. You know what? <laughs> it really wasn't the game for me. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I still beat it and I found like my I found Noivern and that was great and it, it was a it was a Pokemon experience but nah like I'm good I'm glad Pokemon Mystery Dungeon's out that's that's that shit that's what I'm here for but so I, have you been playing that? I, I played enough through the demo but I'm still saving that for whenever I'm ready to just delve into it like that's going to be when I'm going to bench through like I need that's going to be my Persona 5 that's that's what I'm ready for. <laughs> so, I'm saving it. So you think you're done with the Pokemon series? Now? I kind of think I am. Like I I kind of think all all my main series time is done. I've a am a veteran of the series. I think I've done enough time and gone to enough lands.
0: So did you even bother to get the legendary or do the battle tower or anything for? Sort? Oh yeah,
1: I got the legendary. Oh, you have to. So. That's that's kind of one oh, thing really? that upset me about it was the legend or I've talked about this with my brother before. Um I like games with stakes and the legendary fights, you don't Oh, we're already here. So in the legendary fights, you don't have a choice. You have to you have to capture it. There is no lose lose or there's no lose situation for you. You will you uh-huh. will catch that Pokemon. Um you'll whittle it down and you catch it. Uh so in black and white, uh one big uh (laughs) one big stupid part for me that I I didn't expect to happen, I stumbled across one of the secret legendaries in black and white by accident while exploring. And I found it and looked it up and I was like, Oh shit and I I text my brother, I was like, Hey, I found him like I found the there's what was it? Zekrom, Reshiram, and those are the two cover Pokemon, but in Black Two and White Two the cover Pokemon is both those guys mixed with this dragon that's the the plus legendary and I found him his name's kiarim and I just found him in a in a cave and I was like oh shit I gotta catch him and so I just threw one ball at him and it was just like it was just a chance and I was like man I hope this works and it did and I was like oh that's nice there was a chance that I took there but in Sword and Shield it's taken away from you there is Mm. no chance there's no some of that
0: that suspense is taken out of it yeah there's
1: no is this gonna work oh god how how do i need to do i didn't save before this am i gonna kill this thing do i need to trade somebody but i mean that you you, you're gonna get it no matter what so it's it it loses that for me but i i'm hoping with this dlc stuff that comes out for it because it looks like there's going to be a legendary island if i understood it right I think that's going to rectify mm-hmm. some of it, and it's going to look pretty cool.
0: I'm excited about the expansions and the the addition of uh, the evil monkey looking legendary that is going to be in the movie.
1: Yeah, he looks cool. I'm excited for the movie. God, that looks good. So, so you're going to get the the DLC for Sword? Absolutely not. But it, the movie looks really cool. Because <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, unless someone wants to trade me a Pokemon, I'll go out and hunt it. But i i just i don't think i have any business i'll probably wait for a review and maybe i'll go look into it because i think i would want to go go make a team of turtles one day because turtles are my favorite animal so if i can go make a team of turtles i may do that as a challenge but nah i'm not really that that invested in going back in because i've already done the lord's work and got my badges and become the champion <laughs> well,
0: I gotta say, for for an episode about Pokemon, we've we've really come a, a weird roller coaster ride away from this. <laughs> I'm reinvigorated to enjoy the entire series from beginning to end. Like I really am. Like I'm I'm actually pretty pumped about this. Like I want to chase down Soul Silver and and all the other and you know I have Omega Ruby and you know I I have all of them at hand. So I'm kind of ready to jump into it and explore this this whole line of a world. Right as you're just jumping off that train at the end of it going
1: nah I'm good i've I've played them multiple i I've done these games dozens of times so i've I can I could probably tell you I, I could literally write these games out for you it would not even be a surprise for me I could <laughs> I could guide you through them and tell you who's gonna have what what names they are it it would be easy for me to do but I mean if something new comes up at like The only thing that's going to keep me in suspense is a side game. Like, that's why Mystery Dungeon has me. The trading card game, like, if they put that on the Switch, I may do it. Like, because I'm really interested in that. The card game looks really fun. But... The
0: fact that the trading card game has not been put on a system since Game Boy Color is an absolute crime against humanity. Because I did own that game. And I played it until it stopped working.
1: Oh, man. There i don't jam a lot of soundtracks but i jam the pokemon trading card soundtrack that shit <laughs> slams for no reason it is funky as hell oh but, man now i want to dig up an emulator and play that game again god damn it. actually it's on your ds <laughs> D- or if you if you download games on your ds which i normally have them on there just because i don't want to put everything in my ds box and plus it's hard to find shit really? yeah mm-hmm, on your east on your e-store it's on there and I, I think i may already have it downloaded but I also have it on. on Ooh, I'm gonna have to look into that. It's, like, it's normally like five dollars, I think. It's pretty cool,
0: but that is that is affordable in my book. So I'm gonna have to dig that dig that up
1: and, and get it on my my 3ds. Yes, sir. But that brings us to the end of the mainline Pokemon games for now, until like three years when they decide to do another one or remake one. You know what? If they remake Diamond or Pearl, I think that may bring me back. I may do. I may play one of those. I miss those games those were really fun and really cool and plus the bad guy was really neat he was really cool. but that that does wrap it up for this episode steven do you have anything else to add for pokemon uh,
0: i got to say for somebody who's you know calling it on the series it's pretty funny that you're still playing it on your
1: breaks yes oh yeah I, that's that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> i guess now that you call me out for being being done i'm still in it like i'm begrudgingly having a good time <laughs> But I think that that really does kind of wrap it up. We'll talk about some of the side games,
0: you know, here and there, because I definitely have some uh, pretty fond memories of some of the side games, uh, particularly Pokemon Ranger. But we'll save that for another oh, day, fuck yes. and we'll kind of wrap things up today. It's uh, been a lot of fun, folks, and I hope you really enjoyed our discussion and you know, subsequent uh, you know lack of information on my part and Trey's storytelling. Uh, hopefully you guys have a great time, and I'm going to let Trey wind us down with the typical information we like to share so you guys can learn more about us and experience more content.
1: Yes, sir. And if you like what you heard today, you can make sure to give us a follow on your podcasting source of choice, whether that be Apple Podcasts on Spotify or Stitcher. And if you'd like to interact with us, follow us on Twitter or on our Facebook page at Country Otaku. And if you have any other questions, reach us there. And, Stephen, I'll see you next time, man.
0: I'll catch you later, my friend. Peace.